0: Everybody, welcome back to the Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 170. Aaron, we're going to jump into some sharks action here. Uh, first and foremost, though, um, you had something that you you brought up, and I thought it was a good idea for us to bring this up as well. Um, there's been some uh, an incident uh, in in Half Moon Bay. Several incidents, actually. Um, If you would like to uh, let the people know kind of what we're alluding to before we kind of get on with the show, because we think it's important. We've done this before with other things um, that aren't hockey related, but it's important, especially to either sports or to uh, the community, you know, local to the Bay Area. So uh, why don't you go ahead and just kind of
1: uh, go down that path here? Yeah, unfortunately, there was a shooting uh, in Half Moon Bay, which is not very far from San Jose. It's along the coast kind of between here and San Francisco. And, uh, there were unfortunately seven people that have perished and, um, it's extremely sad and, and very disappointed that this stuff is continuing to happen in our country. Um, there was also another one down in Southern California as well. I think that was yesterday. Um, just a lot of stuff, our hearts go out to all the families that were affected to this. Um, it's very sad and, 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 we are, we are deeply hurt. We know some people that live in Half Moon Bay that this is shaking them up a lot. So uh, it's very sad. And, um, you know, as I said, it's
0: it's difficult sometimes to kind of do this show uh, and transitioning between things like this. But, you know, as Aaron's saying, you know, there's there's people that we know. And um, it's important to kind of uh, talk about these things and get this, this out there. Um, maybe some folks don't know about it. So. Um, you know, I, I again I just I just think that it, it's important um to to kind of reach out and and let people know. Other people that aren't living in Half Moon Bay hear about this stuff. We're thinking about you. I know thoughts and prayers don't do a whole heck of a lot in the real world, but um, you know, we we you we are um thinking about you guys and we wish the best for for you and your families. So um there's that. Now again, it's 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 difficult, <laughs> like I said, to kind of move on, but uh oh Debbie here actually. Absolutely heartbreaking that I've been four mass shootings in 24 hours. Wow, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is there's definitely shows that would kind of talk more about this in greater length, um, but um, that's unfortunately not us. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move on uh, from this and and talk kind of some sharks games uh, and, and things here. But just again, our, our hearts go out to the the families and, and the community out there in Half Moon Bay. So. Debbie saying hi, everyone. Ben and Gunsry. Hi, gang. Um, yes, hello. Good to see you guys here again. Appreciate you guys popping into the chat. Aaron, we've had uh, three games this past week for the San Jose Sharks. So um, we'll go ahead and kind of kick this stuff off. we play in a game in Dallas, uh, actually in San Jose against Dallas. Uh, this is one of those games you had kind of uh, tuned in and tuned out right away because it, they were down 3 uh first period, I believe. And then, um, gosh, the fourth line of all lines kind of sparks the Sharks a little bit, gives them some life. And uh, yes, yes, Aaron, Noah Gregor gets an assist uh, to Stephen Lawrence to uh, to kick it off, right? So, uh, hey, he, he's grinding away.
1: He is, and he's getting his points now, so it's great and not just goals. So uh, he's hitting the score sheet. It's exactly what you want to see. And yet another game with no um, Kevin LeBanc in the lineup. So, they win and a decisive win. Now you said I tuned in and turned it off. That's not entirely true. I actually, I usually miss the first periods at least because I'm putting my kids down to bed. So I looked at my phone and went, "Oh wow, I you know halfway through the second period when I'm about to turn on the game, it's three nothing." I go, "Oh geez, this is going to be bad," but then uh, the Sharks storm back and tied it by the end of the second. So you're welcome for turning the game on by midway through the second period. Um, I will take full credit when credit is due. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, that that was um, that was the first one. I think, in fact, I was watching it live, and I texted you, or I put it in our Slack channel. Like, hey, look who scored! Who got a point? Didn't I? Pretty sure I did. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to it. <laughs> I know
0: what he is, buddy. I know what he is. You could, hey, I hope he gets. I uh, hope he gets
1: uh, nine goals. I hope he gets to nine goals. <laughs> Believe me, every time Gregor gets anything, I am sending it to Paul instantly. Absolutely. And- it, you, every go right time, ahead. Like, you know
0: what? And I'm not too worried because uh, my data plan won't kind of go any higher because you're not going to be sending me too many texts or anything. So I'm not too worried about it. You know, nice. Maybe nice data good. plans are outdated. I don't know anymore. <laughs> yes, they are absolutely outdated. You just dated yourself. Uh, oh my God. Hey, the fin factor where you get all your outdated uh, references. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, um, we've got a, a tweet here from Darren Stevens. But before we show that, um, yeah, basically they just stormed back. They, they tied it up three, uh, three end of the second period. Third period, they jump in there, and um, we get a goal and an empty netter, and it was just nice that Eric Carlson that said post game, you know, it's nice to have uh, the empty net the other side uh, once in a while because <laughs> generally they're behind and they're trying to pull the goalie and get one in there, and and it's, uh, an empty net goes in against them. So he's, it was nice for us to throw it into an empty net for once. You know, it's it's uh, it's a good thing there. So uh, let's go ahead and show this tweet actually from Darren Stevens. Got some pretty nice information. And Aaron, go ahead, take this
1: one. Sure. Um, Darren Stevens is a Uber Sharks facts guy. And he he tweets out a lot of stuff. That's brand cool. So here's one of them. Seventh time in team history, the Sharks overcame a three goal deficit to win. The last time was on December 7th, 2017 versus the Hurricanes where they were down three, nothing and then four to one. And it's only the fourth time they did so in a regulation win. The last time they came back from three goals in regulation was February 1st, 2011 versus the Arizona Coyotes. They were trailing three, nothing and ended up winning five to three with Alex Staylock winning in relief in his NHL debut. That's a pretty amazing stat right there. Some throwbacks, Alex Staylock probably coming in for, was Nabokov still on the team in 2011? Oh, God, I don't know. I think he might have been. Or it might have been know. Niemi. I'm, not been a historian. historian. Probably I'd Niemi that, by but... then. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing they did this in regulation. They did it against the Dallas Stars, who are a very good team. Uh, In fact, are they the best team in the West? They're kind of going back and forth with Vegas right now. So, um, of course, the Sharks beat them in regulation, right? (laughs) Not not anyone else, not any teams below them in the standings, but the team that's above them. So, yes.
0: You know, Aaron, this is one of those things where we can look at it from the Sharks perspective and say, um, you know, all the right things, obviously, where. This is a team that their identity is they're not going to give up. They may be down. They may be losing games. Uh, they may not be getting points, and they may be terrible all around, right? But they're not going to give up on you. We can look at it from that perspective. But I feel like, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, this might have been one of those
1: games where Dallas just took their foot off the gas. Did you feel that way? A little bit. I think a little bit. I think it was more Dallas lost in this game than the Sharks stormed back and beat them, I guess. Sharks I, outworked them. I, I like, like but I was going
0: to say, I like that the fourth line was the one that sparked it, right? Uh, this group of guys that are kind of like that grinding um, type of line, right? Um, I, I like that they were the guys that sparked it. And then from there, it was kind of everybody just kind of picked it up again from there, you know? That's so, exactly uh, what I was
1: going to say. It's the oh, energy line grinding away, and that got things started, got energy to the bench. And Dallas looked kind of a little flat-footed after that. You know what they say, the worst lead in hockey is a 3 nothing lead,
0: right? nobody says that nobody says that (laughs) uh you know what i say i say uh eric carlson had a hell of a night another four point night for this guy uh don't worry folks it's coming uh one goal three assists uh for me it's not the goal it's the assists. it's the the three assists this tells i mean for me it's this is what he does he makes everybody around him better Uh, Mm -hmm. If he had no goals and four assists, if he went the entire season with only a handful of goals and a boatload of assists, this is what Eric Carlson does. Um, He he just makes everyone around him better. He finds those guys that are in those areas that are really hard to find. And he gets those those really tiny, thin passing lanes and he launches it right through it and he finds people. Um, And he's good for for anybody. He's good for any line to play with. He's good uh, probably with any team. We're going to talk about some some trade rumors going on. Uh, specifically with Eric Carlson, uh, he's just so valuable. And I, I understand people that that didn't like him, uh, you know, when the Sharks first got him, he was injury prone, et cetera, et cetera. Why are we paying $11.5 million for this guy? Honestly, this season, and we'll show it a little bit later on, uh, he, he is doing an absolutely incredible job. He is not just back to form. He's having a career year. He hasn't been this good before.
1: Yeah, and I can't remember if it was this game. I think it was the post-game interview. Um, this is the game I was on TNT, correct? I think it was a nationally broadcast one. Yeah. Um, maybe not. I don't remember. But uh, in the interview, the post <clears throat> the game interview, they asked him, you know, what changed? Is it your off season training? Did you do anything different? And his answer was he went back to Sweden for the first time since COVID hit. So he hadn't been back to Sweden in the summers. <laughs> and he trained there with his original trainer that he had from before he was in the NHL. And it kind of brought him back. It made a world of a difference. He also mentioned that his family life is much more stable and better than it was. Um, they're settled now in San Jose because it's been a couple of years. He's got two kids now, I believe. So he's just mentally in a good space in his life. Um, all of this kind of plays into a part. So everyone always wants to know the magic. So like, what'd you do? Did you eat your Wheaties or something? Like, why are you all of a sudden so much better and back to where you used to be? And it's a culmination of things. And um, we are finally seeing a healthy Eric Carlson. Obviously he's already played more games this season than he has for any of the other seasons for the sharks. Um, And he's back to where he mentally was and it's, it's showing and, and he's having a absolute career year right now. So kudos to him for going back to his roots, going back to Sweden for the summer and, and training with his original trainer and getting back to where he needed to be. And, I'm sure the talks that he had with both Greer and Quinn in the offseason helped, probably telling him Burns is now gone. You are the man that's on the power play. You're going to be doing everything and the team will be on your entire shoulders, which I think he thrives on. Absolutely. I think that had a huge uh,
0: impact on why he's doing so well this season. Uh, he is the man. He is the, the the lone gun, if you will, on the blue line, uh, the one that everybody looks to. And he's getting more quality minutes too, right? In, instead of having to split it with a guy like Brent Burns, uh, which absolutely you would have to. I mean, they're, they're both such great offensive threats. Uh, why would you have one play significantly more than the other? You have to split that time. So uh, definitely with him kind of taking the brunt of those minutes uh, and especially, you know, giving him the opportunity to play more offensive minutes and letting the other guys kind of take over some of the defensive minutes, right? When you've got two offensive uh, guns like that, they have to play both sides of the puck uh, more often if you want them to have that amount of playing time. Uh, now they can focus on Carlson playing more offensive, and my goodness, uh, is it helping uh, for his game. It, it did not help uh, in the game against Columbus Blue Jackets, though. Um, this is the battle of the bottom feeders, there Aaron. Columbus Blue Jackets, worst team in the league. The Sharks blow not only a 2-0 lead... In which the Columbus Blue Jackets came back and tied it two to two, but they also blew the three to two lead. So they end up going ahead of them again after Columbus had tied it up, and and they they blew that one too. They end up losing this one five to three. The fifth goal being an empty netter, uh, which is hilarious because didn't Eric Carlson just say it's nice <laughs> when you and it's going the other yeah. way for once? And then the next game <laughs> they lose with an empty net goal there too. Oh my gosh. Um, so Aaron, w- what what did you
1: think about this game here? <laughs> um i think mike greer went to the uh went down to the locker room and said hey well, why are you guys winning we need you to do what you need to do especially to columbus because they're below us in the standings no i'm just kidding he would never do that um I, I i don't know it's bizarre it's it's definitely a sharky kind of game sharks kind of game not sharky like the actual mascot but um that's just the kind of I ml mean, this season just just uh what's the mistake after mistake, simple yeah. things that, that need to get cleaned up and out of the game. And they're just not doing it. And they pay the price in this case. So they ended up losing this game, which is kind of sad after what's c- coming back after a three, nothing or three, three, nothing comeback win the night or two nights before. And then going to this game where they blow it. Yeah. I mean, if I'll, I need to look up the set, I'm going to look it up for the next show. Cause I remember we're looking this up two seasons ago about, Do you remember two seasons? I think it was two seasons ago. The Sharks had like the worst, um, worst amount of time in the league leading a game. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember. I don't remember what season it was. I remember you you bringing that stat up though. I have a feeling and I haven't looked at this. I have a feeling they might be the worst team that has had the lead the longest, if that makes sense. They always seem to score first. They always seem to score first in most games and have a lead at some point in the game. And then lose it this season, and it's kind of sad because, I mean, I know I'm a fan. I want to see them win. I we always talk about them losing to get a better pick, but I still watch them and I still yeah. root for them and I still want them to do good things and win games. But man, it, they seem to shoot themselves in the foot every time they can they get a chance, right?
0: Yeah. now Ben, Ben breaking it. Ben's breaking it down here. The EK sixty five is holding us back uh, clearly from Bedard. <laughs> and then he says. Orange uh, face dash orange dash raised dash eyebrow. <laughs> I'm guessing that was supposed to be an emoji, but it just typed the whole thing out for us. Uh, unless uh, Ben is just typing that out to be silly, in which case, I, well done, Ben. I have um, a feeling it didn't, it didn't pop through our software correctly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, you know, there was a, a post-game interview for this one too. Obviously, you going from a high, like you said, against Dallas, and then you go up against uh, Columbus. And um, you know had this kind of a game. So in this we have a clip here, uh, Coach Quinn, and this is kind of what he thought about the game.
1: We just stunk. You know, we stunk on the power play. We stunk on the penalty kill. We stunk five on five. Our forward stunk. Our defenseman stunk. We just stunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was from from this past game, right? <laughs> no. Okay, enough with Columbus. So then you move on to Boston. We just stunk. (laughs) Boston. 4 nothing lost to Boston. Uh, So this week, get this there, get this. This is great. This week, the Sharks played the best team in the West and won. The worst team in the league and lost. And then the best team in the league and lost. On a back-to-back. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of swings. There's some emotional swings going on. You know what I mean? It's just goofy. Uh, So anyway, again, we have a post-game clip here. Um, Let's go ahead and and, and play this clip here, what uh, Quinn had to say about this game.
1: We just stunk. We stunk on the power play. We stunk on the penalty kill. We stunk five on five. Our forward stunk. Our defenseman stunk. We just stunk. (laughs) Okay. I think we're going to use this for the rest of the season. Oh, I'm using it. Like, I'm using ben, it, buddy. Ben just said, boy, you can use that clip for almost every game. You just did. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: God. oh, having some fun on the Fin Factor here, folks. Hey, even if the sharks are terrible, uh, hopefully we're not. <laughs> so Anyway, uh, yeah, we're obviously we're having uh, having a little bit of fun with it. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Super Jason, for that one. <laughs> I'm crying over here. Um, but Aaron Boston, dude, they are no joke. Uh, their record, I think they have like five regulation losses on the season so far. Uh, and they're just absolutely storming out, out ahead of everybody else in the league in terms of points. Um, John Scott actually on Twitter and you're welcome. Super Producer Jason. I did not, uh, ask you to get this tweet and put it out there. Superduce Jason hates tweets. He just hates We just
1: stunk. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so, uh, John Scott, um, says, who's going to beat this team in the playoffs? Uh, like it's a serious question. Who's going to beat Boston? Um, I, Cause he I just don't think anybody can Aaron. I'd sure. love to hear your take on this again. I'm not so much the fantasy hockey guy. So you have uh, much more insights
1: on basically the rest of the league. So I'm yeah. interested in what you have to say. We are still a ways away from playoffs. Yes. Boston is a good team. Does the president's trophy winning team win every year? Absolutely not. So I'm not going to say that john scott is wrong but we still haven't gotten to the um all-star game there was a break and some teams will be able to recoup some of their injured players we haven't gotten to the trade deadline where they might be adding players hello we're going to talk about this later like timo meyer might be signing with one of those teams in the east that will be a huge change for those teams so yes right now boston is winning the stanley cup in january so they're ahead of everyone else. They are absolutely firing on all cylinders. Doesn't mean they will be by what April when the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. Things will happen. So no, I'm not going to give Boston the cup right away. Yes. They look great. They're, they're really amazing. I'm looking at, we were just talking about this offline before we came on uh, the goal differential, right? Yeah. You know what Boston's goal differential is right now? Oh God. What is it? Plus 81. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, Who was the worst one? Anaheim. Anaheim was the worst one. Minus 86. That is a huge swing between the Good worst Lord. and last. Um, Boston has only given up 96 goals. The next worst team, 121. It's 25 goal difference right there. Wow. Right? Did I do my math right? I think it's yeah, I did that right. Um <laughs> Boston is just stingy, stingy, stingy team, and they kill you on the power play. So yeah. They're a good team. I don't know if anyone could beat that top line right now with Marshawn, Pasternak, and uh, was it Bergeron up there? They're just—they're too good. But uh, De- Debbie uh, sounding off here says, "Guys, I'm
0: calling it tonight. night. Go Sharks at uh, Producer Jason. Keep up the great work. Yes, thank you, thank you, Debbie, and good night. Uh, she's always going to go to bed early.
1: No, oh, I, we
0: say early, but I mean it's you know <laughs> nine something at night here. Uh, Noah Claxton, hold that thought, buddy." He says uh, Timo and a third for Alexander Holtz and a first. I'm sorry for Alexander Holtz, a first and a second or Timo for Lafreniere and two seconds. And okay. So, yeah, we're going to get there. So hang on to that. And Aaron just gave the thumbs up on the New York Rangers one. Ooh, maybe we got a little something to talk about there. Okay. Uh, so, Aaron, thank you so much for uh, giving us little insights on Boston there. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, um I think it's time, Aaron. We we said we we're gonna do it. Um, you know, again, he had uh, the goal and three assists. So here we are, kicking off a segment on alternate captain Jack Carlson.
1: All hands on deck! <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay, uh, four points on the week, Aaron. Unfortunately, all four points came in that one game. He's got six points in the last four games, though, uh, zero in the last two. So there's your advanced stats from me. Um, anything you want to say about Eric Carlson? My goodness, the guy's ha- he's just amazing.
1: He has 62 points in 48 games, leads the Sharks by a wide margin. Also leads the NHL, obviously, for scoring title uh, for defenseman. So, um, yes, I think he's doing pretty well. He's doing quite well. Um,
0: we're gonna actually jump into player card stuff, but before we do that, do we? Do we we're good here. We're gonna close out. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're, basically, we're just opening, and then we're saying a few stats, and then we're closing. Few yeah? Stats. There you go. Yeah. Closing out.
1: Fire in the hole!
0: Oh my god! <laughs> oh, having a little too much fun here. Uh, player cards and trade rumors. Aaron, player cards are from the uh, the athletic. Obviously, we don't want to show everything because we want people to go ahead and subscribe. By the way, if you are not subscribed to the athletic, go ahead and check them out. They have sales all the time. Um, you know, just give them a look. Um, the, the guys that do the work there really amazing job. Um, Corey Massisak, uh Dom, what's his last name? Lucision. Decision? I don't know. I'm probably going to mess that one up. Anyway, um, they do a great job. Uh, definitely give them a look. Check them out. Um, that's where we go for the majority of our reading material, along with San Jose Hockey Now with uh, Sheng Peng. Both of them really, really good. Uh, give them a look. By the way, as, as long as we're talking about subscribing – If you're not subscribed to The Fin Factor, why not? You should be. Uh, So why don't you hit that uh, subscribe button right there. Hit the notification bell. That way you know when we are going live and you can join us in the chat. If you would like to support the show, you can do that. The best way would be to share. So if you can hit the share button, retweet, get us out there to your Sharks friends and family. uh, Let them know about us because if you like us, uh, they probably will as well. So there you go. Um, If you'd like to support the show monetarily, you can do that with either the Super Chat function or... You can go to Venmo, go at the Fin Factor. Anything that you put in there in terms of like a comment, we can read live on the show or we can get to it to the next show. Uh, You can also go to the FinFactor.com, check out all the merch that's over there. You can buy hats, uh, shirts, water bottles. Dang it, I keep messing that up. (laughs) Uh, Hoodies, uh, stickers, all kinds of stuff. So uh, if you'd like to do that, do appreciate it. Thank you for that. Okay, Aaron, these player cards are uh, pretty. Oh, there's the toaster with the sticker on it. Yeah. Hey,
1: so I'm curious that toaster doesn't get too hot on the outside where the sticker bubbles over and burns then, huh? This thing's been on for years and we just we just replaced it. So I've been using this for like two years, three years easily with the sticker on it. And uh <laughs> never a problem. It doesn't get hot on that side, it gets hot on the top, and not on the sides. Okay, so it's more that it's more the toaster than the sticker.
0: <laughs> we have heat resilient stickers, folks. Supposedly. Uh, any, what? Allegedly. Allegedly. Um okay, let's go ahead and pull up Eric Carlson's player card as long as we were just talking about him. The dude's salary is $11.5 and a half million holy smokes, but if you take a look at the market value, he's worth 13.6. That's a wow. surplus value of 2.1 million. So not only is he worth it, he's
1: worth more. That's a that's amazing because that's jumped from the last time we looked at it. I think he was just under 11.5. Yeah. I think it was closer to 11. So he was underperforming by a half a million dollars which I thought was ridiculous because he was he had such a wide margin on the next best defenseman, so yeah. he should be the highest-paid defenseman, right? I mean, I would that, think. But, I mean, the funny thing about this slide, though, is you take a look
0: at this, and it's like percentile rank. He's in the 98th percentile for ice time, 100th percentile for goals, 100th percentile for assists and points, 99, 98, 100, and then you look at defense, <laughs> 13th percentile. <laughs> Well, oh you can't win God. a all. So um, the offensive defenseman really, obviously, focusing on the offensive part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> so. you got the anyway. Memo. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I know there's a lot of people <clears> don't <throat> like the contract and everything else, but contract aside, you cannot deny uh, this guy's value, um, both monetarily and just as a player uh, on the ice. So there yeah. you
1: go. Uh, he's he's unbelievable and makes everyone around him better. So finally worth the price of admission right after <laughs> three seasons four seasons pj48 uh paid the price of admission here five dollars
0: actually you don't have to pay five dollars we're free to watch but hey i appreciate you supporting the show pj48 keep up the great work guys he says i do appreciate that uh obviously i think he's talking to super producer jason we're just sitting here talking <laughs> absolutely all the fancy graphics and music and stuff that's all that guy so
1: nothing uh, nothing to do with us at all <laughs> we just stunk I knew it. I knew what
0: he was
1: going to (laughs) do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Zixi
0: sounding off with a go, Barracuda. Thank you, Zixi. But uh, we're going to stick to the shark player cards here. Um, But before we do, uh, go to the next guy, some trade rumors surrounding Eric Carlson. Now, one of the things he was on this, uh, I don't know what the name of the podcast is. I apologize. Uh, But uh, Elliot Friedman. Um, he was talking with Eric Carlson, and one of the things Eric Carlson said was his priority is, um, I want to win. Right. Um, he's he's happy and comfortable here in San Jose, but he wants to win. That's at the top of his list of things to do in his hockey career. So, um, Aaron, talk to me about some of the trade rumors that are kind of going around. Um, what do, you, what do you think about this? I know that, well, so first of all, Friedman had said Carlson probably won't get moved until after the season is done just because teams will have the opportunity to get themselves settled out with their cap space situation. It's really hard to horn a guy uh, that they weren't planning on putting on the team that's worth $11.5 million, right? So um, give me your take on this. What do you think in terms of uh, a trade Um when that trade might occur. And if you really want to get adventurous, uh, where that trade might occur. <laughs>
1: uh, well, there's only so many teams that could take on a contract that large. Um, Cause he's got another four seasons, I believe under his contract left to go after this season. Um, the reason he's saying after this season is over is there's a possibility of the salary cap going up by $4 million. If the players pay off their escrow, um they would uh they would be able to to go up by four million. If they don't pay it off, it's only going up by one. So there's kind of a holding pattern for that. Um there's there's a number of players that might retire. Uh, they might be able to move some around, basically sell them off to Arizona in the offseason because they seem to take everything. Um and Matt Lowe just mentioned, isn't this Pierre LeBron's article? I think it was Pierre's article, not Elliot Freeman, but Freeman, I believe, talked about um who we're going to talk about next, Timo? But anyway, thanks for catching that. Um, he's uh, it, moving that kind of salary is not going to be easy. It's not un, It's not impossible. And he also mentions, and I think Corey Mastasaki even talked about this, or either Corey or um, or uh, Shang. I'm going to credit the wrong person here. <laughs> um, credits are wrong all around. Um, I think teams want to see a second season like this. They don't want to see uh, one and done, and he he gets hurt next season, doesn't come back, isn't the same player as he was this season because this season is his career year. So they want to see stability. They want to see um, kind of a, a consistency there. So they're probably balking at it a little bit. Plus the price. Apparently the price was so high that it was three first-round picks, which is, this is not true. And we talked about this last week. Mike, you're um, clarified saying that wasn't exactly accurate. I bet it was um depending on who was trading for him. Now, if it's a if it's like the Bruins, right? The top team, and that's a first round pick, that's a very late first round pick, not right. a team that's gonna have a mid to almost mid late round first round pick. So maybe that's what he meant by if it's gonna be a team like that, it's gonna need three or two, who knows. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see him being moved. I don't really necessarily want Carlson to be moved. I think, um, yeah, it'd be great to free up that much cap space, I guess. But then that back end is really thin. And there are zero prospects right now to even fill those gaps. So the Sharks would be really bad. They would be even worse this season without Eric Carlson, obviously. But if that was next season and they had nobody to fill those gaps, it's going to be a brutal next couple of years. So I could see Car- <clears throat> Carlson being a building piece. He's also not saying you know, Carlson's not going to come out and say, yeah, I want to go to a contender because then everyone's going to say, wow, he wants to get traded. He wants to get moved. And then he's going to get booed every game at home. Everybody's going to want him there. Cause they're going to say, you're just, you're not even trying, especially if he doesn't put up four point nights every night, he's going to get booed. So he has to play the politician and stay in the middle here and say, like, of course he wants to stay in San Jose. He loves it here because he does. His family's here. And who doesn't like being in California? Paul, This weekend, for those of you who aren't in California, the ice cream truck stopped by on our street and we got ice cream in January. Wow. That's that's a good a good reason to stay, right? Like (laughs) kids love ice cream. They hear the ice cream truck, they want to get it. Anyway, my point being San Jose does not suck to live in. It's pretty nice. If you can afford to live here and Eric Carlson can afford it, it's pretty nice. (laughs) Just barely. Right.
0: You can afford to live here. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yes, uh, so Thank you for that correction, by the way, Matt. Um, It was Pierre Lebrun's podcast. That podcast, and it's Ryan Rashog, I think is the other guy, it's called Got Your Back Podcast. I want to say that uh, because I do want to give credit where credit is due uh, and, and the correct people here. So it was Pierre Lebrun. However, Friedman was the one I was referencing in terms of he thinks he won't get moved until after the season. So... Friedman made that speculation, but it was on Pierre Lebrun and the other guy, Ryan's uh, podcast that they were talking to him about it. And he said, I want to win. That's where the, I want to win quote came from. So thank you for uh, helping us settle that one out. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Timo Meyer. Um, let's take a look at his player card now. And to Jason's going to throw that one up there. Now his salary, 6 million uh, seems like a bargain and it is his market value. 11 million dollars that's a surplus of five million aaron this guy's worth basically double
1: yeah and you know his actual salary is 10 million dollars meaning that's the cash he's getting paid therefore right. his qualifying offer would have to be 10 million dollars so yes he's an rfa but him and his agent specifically designed it for this to have his agent who's Claude lemieux designed it to be to be like this where a team will be like i think it was um uh, who's the one that just moved from Calgary? Kachuk, Kachuk mm-hmm. kind of the same thing. He didn't want to play in in um, Calgary anymore, and he wouldn't. He wasn't going to take their qualifying offer, and so he became. He was going to be a free agent, so they traded him to Florida. Um, Timo Meyer is kind of in the same situation. He's almost yes, he's an RFA, but he's almost in control of his own destiny in a way because he would have to be qualified to ten million dollars, and that's a lot of salary for a forward. So um, is he worth 10 million? The player card says he is, but would he be worth that for multiple years? Probably not. I think uh, that's another speculation is that, oh, and the other thing is they Greer said that uh, interested teams will be allowed to talk to him for trade talks, right? Sorry, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but um, (laughs) Greer is going to allow interested teams to give them talks for extensions, which would only help in the trade that the San Jose Sharks would get in return because if a new team is going to be able to trade for him, he wouldn't be a rental player. They would be able to sign him long-term. However, that would be either eight years or maybe less um, as long as he would agree to it. So um, that that is good news because if Timo Meyer is traded and he's not signed with San Jose, the Sharks would get a much better return assuming he would sign with the new team. Um, that's only good things that could happen.
0: Yeah, um, so he's only going to let them talk to him if they've got a trade offer that he likes, though, right? He's not just going to let anybody talk to this guy. Well, uh,
1: he doesn't have a restriction. Well, I mean, he could say no, he wouldn't want to sign with that team, sure. Yeah, But then Greer could just be like, well, I kind of like what they're going to give us.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. If if a team comes to Greer and says, here's what we want to trade you for, and he says no, he's not going to let them talk with Timo, right? He's not going to let him talk with him, but if oh, I see. they come with an offer that Greer likes, you'll say, yeah, I like that deal. Um, You can talk to him about an extension, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you're probably going to get, like, as you mentioned, you're probably going to get a better deal when you know that the guy that you want to trade for is a guy that's not going to force your hand to give him $10 million for one season, right? So you can sign him to a $9 million contract for like five years or $8 million for eight years or whatever else, right? So if he's not going to stand pat on that $10 million um, qualifying offer, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can put, put that extension into place. You're probably willing to pay a little bit more for that because you know that you're going to have him for, for that term. Um, so, yeah, and, and Claude Mew, his agent, said that that doesn't necessarily mean the fact that other teams are allowed to talk to Timo if uh, they bring a, 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 an offer to Greer that he likes. Just because of that doesn't mean that Timo's days in San Jose are numbered. I mean, they could still work something out, them in San Jose. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know, Aaron. So we, we've got some thoughts about where a trade might work and uh, who might be suitable. Now, you had talked about New York. I'm going to bring up the, the Devils really quick just because I saw a brief article um, that was just kind of interesting. I didn't read the whole thing through, but I just kind of flipped through it. Um, basically that the Devils, New Jersey Devils, want to be buyers. Uh, they started off hot. They're peering off just a little bit. They still want to make that push to stay in the playoff hunt. And it, essentially, and I'll just pull up the, the name of this place. It's all about the thejersey.com. Um, <laughs> New Jersey, right? Uh, so uh, they have basically had this article where they're saying that the, they should go all in for, for Timo. They should just, just dump everything they can and get Timo. Uh, for a run right now um and of course uh one of the i think it was noah Claxton. had talked about uh, some of the things that they should be able to get from him and, and holtz was one of those holtz in a first uh well this this actually is saying the same thing this article is saying holtz a first plus one for just timo um not even because he was saying timo in a third or something like that just timo so i think these guys who are, are writing for the devils. Essentially they see Timo's value even higher than Noah Clarkson, a fan of the sharks see it. So I don't know, Aaron, do you think that the, the, the new Jersey, new Jersey devils could be a good trade destination? I know they got Nico. He right. Fellow countrymen. Um, they played together and, um, one were, were representing a country and I mean, they seem to like each other when you hear about the things that my, was saying about he and back and forth, just complimenting the heck out of each other.
1: Yeah, this is actually. There's a great article from Frank Saravelli, who's uh, an excellent writer, and and he's one of the guys that when he talks about stuff, you listen to. Um, he knows about things around the league, and he broke down for Timo Meyer trade. Um, I think the Rangers would be a better fit, and I don't know if fit is the right word, but a better trade partner because um, where did Mike Greer come from before this? He was working for Chris Drury at New York. It's not like he doesn't know these people. It's his former teammate. Um, he's very, very close to New York. So I wouldn't be surprised if New York would be more of the front runner than New Jersey. Jersey would be a great fit as well because of the Swiss connection. Uh, Nico Hischier and, and Meyer um, together would be awesome. And I think the return of, I would be happy with that return if that were to happen. Um, and Noah Claxton even said it right here. I think he said, uh, I think we should move Timo and accelerate this rebuild. Devils are highly linked, really need a winger help, and Holtz and Eklund have great chemistry on Team Sweden. You know we love the Swedes. Absolutely. And um, Holtz was a, I was looking this up, a seventh overall pick in 2020. It's the draft where the Sharks had traded their draft pick to Carlson, or for Carlson, and um, they got Tim Stetsla. Said it right. Stetsla. Stutzler. He's German. He's not going to work here anymore. Where's
0: Dan Reusen asking when you need him? <laughs> oh, you know, I can not lie. It was, you know, a lot last.
1: <laughs> anyway, this draft was pretty stacked. And in that draft, and this is who I would want, is Alex Lafreniere of the New York Rangers. If they could send Timo to the Rangers for Lafreniere, a first round, which would be a later first round pick, and maybe a second, I don't know. Something along those lines. I would be happy with that as well. Lafreniere, former first overall pick. So imagine the Sharks to get that, a first-round pick with it for Timo, and they somehow win the lottery. They would turn this around real quick. Lafreniere is kind of – people are going to call him a bust already because he's not lighting up the league, but he's a bigger guy. He's taking a little bit longer to get going. I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's similar to – um Nathan McKinnon, who didn't storm out the gates. He was good, but not like, you know, superstar that he is now. It took him a little while to get there. That's kind of where this guy's at. I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be unhappy about that trade. So,
0: uh, yeah, PJ48 said Holtz is kind of small. Um, and I agree, but I don't think the... I think the NHL nowadays uh, lends itself better to smaller, faster, higher skilled players uh, than even just like a decade ago, right? Um there's a lot less of the gigantic, big, bruising defenseman that will just crush you, right? Um there's a lot less of that. So I mean Ryan Reeves is one of the last remnants of that type of player, right? So um Yeah, but uh, I, I could see
1: Lafrenier is six foot two. Sure. He's a big dude. Yeah. Right. That that's it's more for me it would be more of he'd be able to handle the grind more of 82 games than Holtz. Who's he's six foot, but 180. But think about these guys would be playing with Eklund. Who's already small. Yes. And Bordelot who's not big putting those three together on a line. If you have size, one of them has size Lafreniere to get their body around there. I think uh, it would be a better fit than it would be to have three small guys on the team, three small young guys. I think the
0: best fit of all is chemistry. And if Holtz and Eklund have really good chemistry, I'll take it. What if they don't? They played on Team Sweden together. They had great chemistry. That's what he just said. They had great chemistry on Team Sweden. Noah Klaston an expert on Uh, Team Sweden, so I'm going with that. (laughs) All right. So uh, moving on from that one, let's go ahead and do – should we do a roll call here?
1: Sure. Let's do a roll call. call
0: um are obviously where are you watching us from and then what should the sharks do with timo what do you guys think that they should do with them um should they extend him should they just go ahead and make a trade and if so uh between at least the the devils and the rangers uh who do you feel maybe has the better fit the better assets going back and forth uh just kind of let us know what what you think right there um be really interested to see what you guys have to say um while you guys are typing that, I do want to get onto the last player card here, and I don't want to give any more of them away, obviously, because, again, this is a pay thing. But there is a special player here, okay? A very special player. Aaron, you know who I'm about to bring up, right? Uh, is it Ryan with Schmoa Mager? Wow. Oh. Wow. It does. Noah Gregor. <laughs> How did you know? See, folks, what you don't see is, in our little notes here, I have Matt Benning down. <laughs> I asked your Producer Jason to do Noah
1: Gregor one of these just so I could throw it in his face. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> the guy hasn't played enough games to really get a good read. Oh, this nah, I think he has. <laughs> I think he has.
0: Come on, Aaron. Uh, salary, $1 million salary. His market value... Says league minimum, but the surplus value is negative one point four million. <laughs> he had a two-point game streak. He did two game And I'm happy streak. for him. Again, y'all think I hate the guy. I don't hate the guy. I'm happy for him. But let's take a look at what his projected goals are in this slide. Nine.
1: What uh, I say?
0: What I say, Aaron? <laughs> under ten. He's a not 10 goal scorer and that's, and and that's okay. And I hope he gets to 10. I hope he gets to 15, but he's not. He's a nine goal scorer. He's a 20 point guy. I'll take it. But I don't know to think that he's going to be any more than that. I just don't see it. He's got speed. He's got no finish. Sorry. (laughs) And you know what? Honestly, I would love to see this guy get the uh, Barkley good to achievement, go get traded, go to a really good team, grind away, on that fourth line, give them that speed that they're looking for. Make it hard for other teams to play against you, right? And get two cups out of it. Good for you. I would be more than happy for Noah Gregor to go and do exactly what Barclay Goodrow did. Uh, It's just ain't going to happen on this team. He's got three points in his last six games. It's not bad. I'm super happy for him. <laughs> super duper.
1: Oh, my God. I hope he gets a hat trick in the next game. It's going to be like, ha! Yeah, just like last season right yeah he almost got that hat trick at the end Yeah, he almost did oh yeah almost counts in what horseshoes and
0: hand grenades right yeah
1: was it the last game of the season yeah it was (laughs) i think it was the last game and i think he had um did he have another one that they called back i don't remember that i don't know know. it's
0: close it's close oh my goodness okay so aaron uh in the um in the chat here did you see anything that stood out to you i see uh ask for a first and a top power forward prospect more if you have to take a bad contract back or eat salary. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Was there anything in here, Aaron, that you saw that uh, maybe stood out in terms of what we were talking about with Timo? Oh,
1: Patron 40 silver. That's a new one to me, but he's a, uh, a Bruins fan since the early eighties. Welcome to the show. Um, Matt Lowe, we were talking earlier, definitely trade him. Your Rangers and devils are front runners, but we're not roll out teams like Carolina or Seattle. Seattle would be an interesting one, but I, Within the division, I don't know. I wouldn't want to see Timo what four times a year, five times a year. Um, this one's interesting. Trade for his advantage. a first one. rounder. No, I, I can't see that happening because they already have coach. He's a the center, they have coacher and uh, uh, hurdle. So I don't think that would happen. Um, I think we should trade tomorrow. love him so much, but it's best for both sides. He can win and get this rebuild moving. Yeah, I, I don't think it would happen tomorrow. I think it would be closer to the deadline. Oh, couple more weeks he today. just he put the little asterisk. He meant Timo. Oh. I think you probably
0: meant Timo Meyer and it got corrected to tomorrow. <laughs> That's got it. excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. All right. I think we're good there. Um, uh, but you know what? I, I'm not we don't have the player card here, but since I brought the name up uh, because I was trying to trick you and it didn't work, I am gonna say it. Matt Benning's salary, 1.3 million, his market value according to the player cards, 3.8
1: million. That's a surplus of 2.5. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Matt Benning get flipped here. Hey, he deserves it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I,
0: you, you Again, people, people say what you want about the guy, but he gave my kid two sticks.
1: So Another another guy that I think fans like to dump on <laughs> because he happens to be on the ice a lot when they score goals, but $1.25 for the next four seasons. I remember when he signed. I thought that was bizarre that he signed for four years. I, yeah. I didn't get that. Now I get it. Now I now Mike Greer kind of looks like a genius, especially if he can keep that, you know, value throughout the four years. Um absolutely might get moved. Maybe not this season, maybe next one, because people will see the value and there's consistency, they're going to want that. It's very hard to get him. Well, he's basically a top 4 defenseman for 1.25 million, right?
0: I'm, I again, again, uh, I'm I'm happy with the guy's play. Could it be better? Sure. Why not? But, I mean, again, according to the player cards, which, uh, I mean, say what you want about the weight of those things. But they're essentially saying he's worth three times the amount that he's being paid. So, uh, Paul wants us to build a Matt Benning statue outside of the Center. Not true. Not true. Um, just a stick statue. Just the sticks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Two sticks.
0: Uh, however, Nicholas Egan, this might be true. Paul might drive Gregor to the airport himself if a trade does happen. Hey, I'd be more than happy to facilitate in any which way that I possibly can. If you all need me to cart him to the airport, I will happily do that. No malicious intent, you know, just trying to be helpful. Again, I hope the guy does really well if he gets traded, wherever he goes. Absolutely. I'm just saying it ain't happening here
1: in San Jose. We just stunk. PJ 48. Gregor yes. a player team might take a chance on the deadline. Just look at some of his games with Bortolo and Ballsters at the end of last season. Speed, take a fourth or a fifth for him. I'd be happy with that to get a draft right. pick from him. Would you? Uh, Read that one more time. Uh, PJ 48 It's on the screen. Would you take a fourth or a fifth from him? For Gregor? Yeah. In a heartbeat. Yeah.
0: If it, I'm sorry. A fourth in a heartbeat. A fifth. It would maybe like a boom, boom. And then, yeah. So there you go. All right. Again, at nothing ill will against the guy. But if you're telling me you're going to give me a fourth or a fifth for a, a fourth line guy who has been a healthy scratch and is not going to get to 10 goals and has not gotten to 10 goals. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that pick. I'm going to do the Dude. Joe Will special too. I'll trade that fifth for two sevenths. <laughs> He was drafted in the fourth round in 2016. Boom, there you go. Equal value, baby. No harm, no foul, Hey, again, again, again. Look, not many people that that get drafted in the fourth round are going to make it to the show, okay? He did that. Congrats. Awesome. Good for him. Love it. It's an accomplishment. He deserves that respect, 100%. They give me a fourth, I'm sorry, but you're out the door, dude. And it has nothing to do with you being a bad player or anything like that, just... We we tried, it didn't work out, and we're going to get a new guy in here and give it a go.
1: It's, we just stunk. Just stunk. <laughs> also, we're going to see, I think, a lot of players get moved out over time here because of the new regime, and they want their own guys in. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree with that. and uh,
0: I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen the type of player that Mike Greer wants, and frankly, No. Greger is that type of player. He just needs to finish. If he could finish, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be going anywhere. And my Greer would want him, I'm sure. And maybe he still does want him. I don't know. Maybe they figure, okay, we'd give him, give him another year and we can kind of get him to that point. Because again, he plays the way Greer wants him to play, I'm sure. Right. But mm-hmm. anyway, moving on from uh, No Gregor and the uh, the amazing uh, and highly valuable Matt Benning, we're going to go talk about uh, Nikolai Kanijov, another defenseman. Uh, he is on long term injury conditioning loan to the Barracuda. So, this per the CBA, can only last at most two weeks. So Aaron, it seems like Kinesia might be ready to go, uh, in just a couple of weeks here.
1: Ready to go. Sure. I don't know. I, I would want him to, cause he hasn't played in two years. It's been a while. So yeah. the speed is what's going to kill him. Yep. Um, a guy that I liked, I remember he was playing with, with Carlson for a while. Right. And he was looking pretty good. um, so I don't. I would love to see him get back to where he was at. Um, I feel bad for him. I, I feel like he's been through the ringer so much. I mean, he had he had a surgery, then he got infected, and I think he had another couple surgeries. It's just been one after another after another. He's only 24, but he lost yeah. out on two years of development right there. That just sucks, man. So kudos to him for sticking with it and being able to play and yeah. hopefully be back in the NHL very soon. What two weeks? Um, I would open him with welcome I would welcome him with open arms <laughs> you would
0: open him with welcoming arms wow <laughs> it's light not on the fin factor here folks uh-
1: <laughs> uh, We just stunk
0: <laughs> Well done um, I will say this uh, I, I believe that he'll be back uh, within that that two week period uh, number one because I mean it, it, why else would you <clears throat> have him go to the Barracuda um, to have like a two-week stint, and then he's still not ready because he's working on something else with some injuries, still kind of getting over, Um, and have him sit around and do nothing, right? So I think it makes sense that he's to a point now where he feels physically uh, back and ready to go, and he's just getting himself up to game speed by doing that two-week stint with the Barracuda, and then he'll be right back. I feel like uh, otherwise it just wouldn't make sense to give him two weeks with the, the Barracuda and then – Nothing, right? You just, oh, he's not ready yet. He's still having it. No, I think they'll have that sorted out before they have him uh, come off the, the long-term injury. So there's that. The other thing I want to say is uh, I'm also confident that he'll be back because he's been training a lot with Kathy from Kathy's Power Skating uh, Extra Hour. She is um, one of the best in the business. She works with uh, kids, um uh, beer leaguers like me, um, although I haven't visited with her, but um, and, and pros alike. This is uh, the who Kevin LeBanc went to when he was having some trouble with his skating and his strides and everything else. And um, she did wonders for him as well. So I am uh, absolutely 100 uh, percent confident that he'll come back and his skating, at least, uh, should look pretty good. And we were just talking about, you know, speed of the game and everything. I think his legs will be able to keep up. Maybe his mind might be a little bit slow at first, just kind of catch up. But yeah. I feel like physically he'll be right there
1: more more of that than when i say speed i don't mean like actual foot speed yeah more of thinking speed yes the thinking speed is just not there and then the connecting your thinking to acting with your body right like you're mentally doing what your body doing what your mind wants it to do sometimes it's hard for it to get back to that speed that level so that's always like the slower part um but yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm hoping that he does good things. The Barracuda gets back up to somewhat of a speed and then is able to join the NHL. Probably will join back with the Sharks and be maybe a healthy scratch for a little while so he can get more practices in with them and then crack at the lineup.
0: I want to say one thing here real quick because normally I say this like one time in an episode. And actually for this, I don't even say it really anymore at all. Uh, but Patron 40 Silver in the chat says, pound the like with the thumbs up there. Hey, man, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm assuming you did that. Uh, You all want to be as cool as this guy here, uh, Patron 47. Hit that like button as well. We do appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. Uh, And again, if you guys can hit us with uh, the share of the retweet, get us out there. Do appreciate that. It does help and uh, support the show. So, again, thank you so much for that reminder, Patron. Do (laughs) appreciate it. Okay. Uh, The 2023 All-Star jerseys. Uh they were put out there into uh, the Twitter sphere, the Twitterverse, if you will. Uh, and Aaron, these ones now we looked these up. This is the same jersey from 94 through what was it, 96 or 7? 97 yeah. for the all-stars, right? Yeah. So this was what they used in yeah, the, the old old style jerseys, right? Uh they've updated them a little bit, obviously. And um, we've got the graphics here for the east. There it is. Yep. Really, really uh when you- I see this, honestly, it, it throws me right back to
1: EA Sports and NHL ninety four. <laughs> I was just gonna ask you, does this does this look like EA Sports? Like it looks like the EA SHL kind of Oh, or my the- god, yeah. And you chell. know what, when
0: when when you play, there's a certain mode, I forget what it was like um I think it was just like chell mode or whatever. There, there's the uh the western ones there. Um, the white and the nice, uh, kind of like light blue. When you look at, uh, or when you play NHL like 21 or 22 or whatever it was at the time, uh, they had these these types of jerseys because it was that throwback to oh, NHL yep. 94, right? So yeah. seeing those, like it was just like, oh, wait, I've that's nothing new. I've seen that before, right? So <laughs> it, it just kind of came straight to mind just because of the game. Um, yeah. anyway, what did you think about these jerseys? Uh, is this something that you're thinking about picking up? I suspect
1: probably not, but. I don't really pick up all star jerseys. I'm not like a jersey collector or anything, yeah. but I do like them. I think they stand out and look pretty sharp. Um maybe it's the nostalgia because I right away I was like, "Ooh, I like I like uh, what they're doing here." And it's the game itself is in Florida, so they went with the Florida, Miami, neon, 80s, <laughs> 90s theme. Miami Vice. I think they nailed it. I think they did a great <laughs> job. What? Miami Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice. Absolutely. It it looks It looks sharp, it looks clean, and the kids are into these colors these days again. They're recycling all of our old stuff. Pretty soon the hammer pants will be coming out.
0: (laughs) Uh, Funny you should bring that up. Uh, Quick quick story. Um, I had a roller men's league game, but I forgot my my roller pants. So I had (laughs) to ask one of the guys that works there if I could borrow his. And um, he's taller than me, but not by that much. For some reason, the roller pants he gave me were literal hammer pants. They were humongous. I pulled them up to, like, I want to say, like, just below my rib cage, like, right at my rib cage. Like, they were, like, huge. I had to tuck them in. Yeah, it was hilarious. I was skating. And they were, like, purple on, like, streaks down the side. I'm like, dude, really? Was it, uh, was it like wearing a parachute and slow you down? It like was again? like wearing a pair. When I was skating, like, my leg, they were going. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: get on with it.
0: Yes, get on with it.
1: Yes. Yes. Get Get on on with it.
0: it. I'm just saying. (laughs) We are talking about hammer pants. When do I get the opportunity to talk about hammer pants on this show? Regardless, upcoming games, let's talk about them. We got Tuesday in Detroit, Friday in Carolina, Saturday in Pittsburgh. Aaron, um, obviously, we are in the Bedard sweepstakes, and we know what we'd like the Sharks to do for all three of these games. What is the possibility that we come out of this with uh, nothing? We just
1: stunk. (laughs) probability is high <clears throat> but we did see them beat dallas so um going into detroit's tough they do have a different arena than the sharks were playing in. it's no longer joe lewis arena but um now it's what little caesars little caesars arena something like that um detroit's always hard to play in for the sharks for some reasons mentally but um I could see them winning one of these three games. I feel like the Sharks are winning one every three games. So one of these games they're going to win. I would wager on since they get smoked in Boston, I think the coach's message is going to come through and they're going to tighten up everything. And that first game, just like against Dallas, it's going to be better. And I bet they beat Detroit. Then they go in. So it's a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. So another back-to-back, right? Yeah. Such a weird schedule the NHL. Carolina likes to play on those off days. They like to play on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sundays. So it makes sense that they're playing on Friday in Carolina. Carolina's a tough team. Um, They're at the top. They're one of the best teams in the East. They're actually the second best team in the league and the East because Boston's so good. But they are a very good team. Um, Speaking of teams that could beat Boston, I could see Carolina being one of them. Um, That one's going to be hard. And then following it up back-to-back in Pittsburgh – not much easier. Um, Pittsburgh's kind of an older team on their on their way out of being like their kind of window of winning yet more cups with Crosby and Malkin, um, but they're still going to be good. So and it's a back to back. So uh, kind of a scheduled loss there, right? Yeah, that one's going to be tough. But I would say one of these three, and and if you're a betting man, it would be Detroit. But that means they'll probably beat Carolina, lose to Detroit, <laughs> and somehow come up with a win in uh, in in Pittsburgh after that.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I think the interesting one for me on this one is going to be the Carolina game. You know why?
1: Because of Brent Burns.
0: Yeah, the uh, Burns-Carlson duel head-to-head. That'll be interesting. Yeah. That'll be the story, too. They'll pump that mm-hmm. up, right?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah yeah
0: i don't know uh, i think it'll no, be, I- uh, it'll be fun to see them kind of go uh dueling you know because you, you you might see it in a practice right like years ago um where the two of them were kind of going head to head like that but for the most part they were on one power play unit or the other or on the same power play unit and they never really did like um a five on five like directly against each other so um yeah it, it'll be really interesting to see the two of them going going head to head here um i don't know do you feel like do you feel like maybe Burns has something to prove here or maybe Carlson has something to prove here?
1: Not really. I don't think no. they'd see it like that. I think they're just – they're more looking at the standings and Carolina says we need more wins. We need to, yeah. to win. They're not not—they're not going to care about individual stuff. Carlson will just be like, I need to do my thing to make everyone want me more. So I'll just put up points. I, I feel like – I
0: feel like they've – I feel like they're going to take it a little personal. I think they're going to both have a little something to prove to each other to, to, on that night. All right. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, looking at uh, Noah Claxton here, he says he's hoping for no points, but probably going to go one, one, and one. He probably shares the uh, same uh, thoughts as you, where you know Detroit getting the win, Pittsburgh probably getting the loss, and then maybe Carolina or uh, or maybe tying Pittsburgh. Who knows? But. Um, yeah, kids it's weird. It kind of sucks like sitting here thinking, like, gosh, I hope the sharks lose. But that's that's it's the, weird. what's best for the team right now. You know, we're not gonna be a playoff team, so you may as well get the best draft pick that you possibly can. And see, and Ben and Gunsry agrees, take the L's, he says. So oh no, this is the, the W will come against Carolina. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, what do you say, Aaron? Are we all uh done and wrapped up here? I think so very good okay hey guys once again thank you so much for tuning in do appreciate all the comments it's so much fun doing this live with you guys uh, i'm kind of be kind of uh sad when we get to studio actually because we're probably only gonna be doing very short lives uh pre-show and then we'll do recorded it again but um you know this will be fun but I-, I-, I do enjoy doing this again thank you guys so much we enjoy doing this show but really um having the guys in the chat here is, is kind of what what makes this thing tick so uh, at least this version of it so Thank you so much for that. Uh, Again, if you guys would like to support the show, you can do that several ways. Uh, Again, without any money involved whatsoever, you can do that by hitting the share button, uh, the retweet button. You can give us a like, let everybody know about us. Uh, Appreciate that very much. It does help the show, help get us out there get our name out there if you'd like to do that monetarily you can do that with either the super chat function or at the producer jason's put right down here you can tip us on venmo at the fin factor uh, again anything you write in there we'll go ahead and uh, say it on the air uh, either live at the time or we can go back and uh, pick it up for the next show also the as he uh, just took away from on boss you can uh, head over there pick up again hats we just stunk it stunk yeah so we can pick up dude I, I was like crying about five minutes ago when he did the last so uh yeah go to the, go there and you can get uh, all the merchandise uh, that we do offer uh, it does again help the show uh so again appreciate you guys support awesome stuff any last words aaron you good i'm good awesome for super producer jason and coach david quinn <laughs> i'm paul and i'm aaron and we will see you guys next week next week right. bye bye Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at TheFinFactor and on Instagram at FinFactor.
1: And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.